It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It's Wednesday night. It's April 26, 2023. The last Kicking Out Podcast episode for April. We're about a month away for Double or Nothing. And tonight's Dynamite proved we are well on the way to Double or Nothing. I'm your host, Taylor Lee, along with my co-host, Austin Shepard in the house. He's the reigning, defending KOP Predictions champion. Shep, how are we doing tonight? We're doing excellent. Got the title back over your head, I see. Yeah, we, I, I did a little more decorating. I had to back out, so. Very, very nice. Very nice. Uh, well, uh, I was going to do a Steve Austin introduction with your name, but I couldn't think of anything clever enough. But I do have one of Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Loggers on the pod tonight. So we will be drinking that. But the question is, Shep, what are you drinking? What are we drinking tonight? Well, during the week, at one point, we were the top 75 podcasts in Great Britain. Yes, we were. So, in our little town, I went on a little hunt to find a really good beer from Great Britain. We don't have any. <laughs> I tried both of our adult liquor stores. I guess adult liquor stores. I guess they're all, <laughs> I guess they're all adult stores. <laughs> whatever. Um, and obviously, that's I didn't make it out of town since then, so... I do not have anything for our Great Britain friends. I love you guys. Sorry that I don't have any uh, uh, Britain beer, uh, British beer to to drink. Um, I know you guys like the foamy beer. Good old old head on the old foamy beer in, in Great Britain. I will work on that. So I'm back to our old faithful. Old reliable. Little kettle tonight. Old reliable. I already had one made. Uh, I was a little late to the episode tonight, so we're DVRing through it. So I got one made, and then when I drink that one, we got a a little backup. And then just in case, because if I don't know if anybody really knows, so this little setup I have here, which is not really a setup for podcasting. Um, uh, hold on here. It is actually at my bar. So we just Dex Harwood style. Yeah, we just open up the drawer there, and if we get a little fired up tonight, which there's a couple of things that get me fired up tonight, <laughs> a little tequila. 
So, hey, uh, you know, and then if I get really fired up, I can open the door and we get some bourbon out. Let's try not to do that. It's a Wednesday night. I got to play golf tomorrow. That's true, and but you never know what kind of rabbit holes we're going to go down. Oh, I haven't, I haven't received my new shirt yet. But I'm still uh, waiting on my hat. I'm still waiting on my hat. I checked this week. It says it's still in production. It started to be in production on April 7th, so I'm about, to, I'm about ready to contact the company and ask what's going on here. Well, so, you know, production, they... Yeah. Yeah, but it'll get here. It'll be on my head eventually on one of these podcasts, but uh, you can get your rabbit hole shirts, your what are we drinking shirts, all that good stuff at kickingoutshop.com. And we have a promo code right now, 25% off all orders through May 31st. With with the codes, yeah, with the, and you can get that shirt, get that dude some pants, promo code SPRING23, all caps, that's through through Memorial Day, May 31st. So you got some time, but don't don't sit on it. Don't wait, don't wait. Don't wait. You want to look like us. Mm -hmm. Look how good we look. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't, right? So, well, before we get into Dynamite tonight, you and I actually were at a pro wrestling event over the weekend. It was the other company over in Connecticut. Uh, We went to uh, WWE Saturday Night's main event in Fort Wayne, Indiana. What did you think of the show? Did you enjoy yourself? It was very entertaining. I enjoy those guys on a live event. They're more interactive. The crowd, they're more themselves. Camera's not off. Now, one thing I noticed. Did you notice this? We did not see one dive to the outside. Nope. And and not until the main event, and there was only two in the main event. There was not one chop. Right. Uh, they work a lot safer. It seems yes. like it is not as uh, I want to say cutthroat. It's not as uh, high risk. Um, so it was a yeah. I felt like it was a definite house show, but how they yep. make it up is they're more interactive with the fans. Yes, um, it, it was a good event. Um, would I do it again? I don't know. <laughs> um, and they haven't. I have not been to a house show in years. It was probably the last house show I was at was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was I was in high school, and I saw a WCW house show where the main event was. We just talked about it last week on the pod, yeah, yeah. but I don't even remember what year that was. Yeah. Oh God, it had to be two thousand. Um, but it was uh, Sting versus a couple of the Four Horsemen. Ric Flair was scheduled, didn't show up. He was probably drinking vodka somewhere. Bless his heart, but probably at the deck or the or the gas house. Well, that was before he was banned from that place, but uh, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so no, I, I I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun Saturday night. Um, you had great wife, seats. You had great wife, seats. My wife looked me with some awesome seats. So, yeah, you know, I guess I got a, I got a pretty good wife. That was my first house show I've ever been to. Um, only my second WWE event. First one since the 06 Great American Bash when I was in middle school. So. Pujambi prison match. Yes, yes. Stupid ass match. Can't get away from that thing. That card was supposed to be so good in like the week of everything went out the window. There was, uh, I forget, Mark Henry blew out his knee. Bobby Lashley had elevated enzymes. Kali, something with him. So they put Big Show in his place. It was just a mess of a card. But 
Anyways, I enjoyed myself. Enjoyed seeing Cody Rhodes actually wrestle. First time I've seen him actually wrestle a match in person. I've seen him other times do a run-in or an appearance after a show. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe AEW will run one of their house shows in Fort Wayne one of these days. I don't know. I, like, I like when we watched uh, Dynamite, the Pepsi Coliseum. It yeah. reminds me a lot of the Fort Wayne Coliseum. Yeah, they're built pretty similar. Yeah. Um, if if they have the uh, relationship with the Pepsi Coliseum, um, I think they'll stay there. I don't. I don't. I mean, I know they love the state of Florida. They they go everywhere in the state of Florida. Right. Right. I mean, I'd love them. If, if we if we got two dynamites a year, Fort Wayne. Oh, and yeah, that'd be great. I was trying to think what other cities in Indiana get pro wrestling. Evansville would get a show now and then. Mm-hmm. Evansville, Evansville still, they still get a WWE house show. Yeah, because they got that uh, Ford Center, I think it's called, where the Evansville Purple Aces play. It's really nice. It's re- very uh, relatively new. But besides Evansville, Fort Wayne, and Indy, they don't go to South Bend. No, and I don't think I don't they think that. they go to Terre Haute anymore. No. So. No. I'm- then the only other places we would even come close to would be uh, Jefferson or uh, Louisville and uh, Cincinnati. Right. And Chicago, of course. Chicago is obviously closer for us, but. And up here in Fort Wayne, Detroit and East Lansing aren't terribly far. Um, but yeah. So, but yeah, no, a good time. Good Saturday night. Um, my, my fiance, I think she enjoyed herself. She won't admit it, but she did say, she did say she liked the WWE show better than the AEW when I took her two, two years ago. I was like, no, no. But I think it was the elements of getting, um, the crowd involved and, you know, that type of stuff. I think she, she liked that. So Tanner, there, there, there's still time. <laughs> I've never uh, met Mrs. Future Tanner Lee, but if that's what she says, uh, there's, there's still time. We, we, we had a talking to in the parking lot after she made that comment. So. Okay. And then, uh, then there's also called a prenup. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to touch that. Let's get into, let's get into dynamite. We're not going down that route. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hope, did, did she listen to this? Or she, she, I mean, I've never met her in person. So no, she does not listen to this. Okay. So she's not going to hate me. Tomorrow. If she does, that's news to me, but that's one rabbit hole. I'm not going to jump down tonight. We will, we'll save the rabbit holes for other topics, but uh, like, we don't know where Paul is tonight. Hopefully, hopefully everything's good. Paul's world. He'll be back next week. Paul's missing. He's in my he had too much fun at the Twisted Sisters concert last week. So, um, all right, so we kicked off Dynamite. Orange Cassidy versus Bandito. Good to see Bandito back on television. It's been a little while for the AW International Championship. You know, I got, I got a, I got to go on record here. I've been on record saying I'm not a huge Orange Cassidy fan as far as his gimmick. But the dude can go in the ring. The dude's proven he's a workhorse. He's elevated this title, in my opinion, to the company's second title. I think this. I think the international title is above the TNT title right now. I agree with that, just because of the way they play hot potato with the TNT title. Mm-hmm. It's it's hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. Now all of a sudden, powerhouse Hobbs doesn't even get a second look, and we're gonna get Luchasaurus. So, I, or I, Christian, I, we'll, we'll get the, we'll get to that talking point here in a bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of get that. Um, I, I thought the, and I, and I could be wrong. I thought Bandito was linked in with Preston Vance and, and Roosh, right? No, that's um, 
Or my, my... A different a different luchador. I can't think okay. of that guy's name. Okay. Bandito, so, he'll be he'll be featured heavily on ROH, but so so when when I thought the match was good, yeah, entertaining, and then the way they ended the match, where um, they kind of you know he raised his hand and they became all but then the the backstage segment was great. Yeah, that was good. That, that was, was good. That was great. Um, but I was thinking, wait a minute, you know. I, I and this is my personal. I always thought that Rouge and Bandito and, and Preston were kind of together. I'm thinking, wait a minute, they're supposed to be just uber heels, and Bandito's coming across as a face, just like like Orange Cassidy. So at first, it was kind of it was kind of different. But I'm trying to look up who that guy is because that's bothering me. Um, let's see. Well, I'll find it here in a bit. But, um, no, I thought it was a good match. I think Bandito is one of the strongest guys in the company pound for pound. I mean, for his size, he is strong. And I thought he proved that tonight, tonight's match. Um, But, of course, Orange Cassidy successfully defends the title. Um, He ends up winning with an orange punch, then a beach break. So, pretty common finish for him to go over there. Uh, Who's going to eventually take this title off of Orange Cassidy? I mean, I know we've been we've, we talked about this. It seems like about every other week on the podcast. He's had it since November, I believe, when he took it off off pack. I I don't know. It's got to be a heel, and or here's what I'd like to see them do. I'd like to see them turn Trent heel, and he takes it off. Um. I don't know. I, I almost think we should get. Hey, Shep, we got a comment here on YouTube from one of our buddies. Uh, Chris Smith thought the show was weak tonight. <laughs> he just texted me and said he couldn't find the show live, and I was sending him the link, and I'm thinking, is he talking about our show or AEW? Because if you watch, if you watched the actual Dynamite tonight, I it was – it wasn't going into the show. I was not excited. I thought the show was way better than advertised. I did too. I did too. So I didn't think the show was weak tonight. Now going into it, I would agree. And <laughs> Chris, if you watch the show, good for you, buddy. Hey, thanks for tuning into the pod, getting our numbers up. So yeah, yeah, tune in, <laughs> buy some merch. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet you at golf tomorrow. <laughs> Another rabbit hole. I'm not going down, not yet, not yet. But uh, he's got to give me strokes. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him in golf tomorrow. Well, I mean, you know, it's not every day we get a comment for somebody who has a PGA Tour victory. So, I mean, you think that? I mean, but he doesn't have this guy right here. That's true. That's true. He doesn't have that shiny KOP predictions title. Look at that. Tiger Woods has 15 majors. He doesn't have the KOP title. <laughs> Uh, uh, Chris says not your show better than I expect every night the wrestling show was weak <laughs> well I have, I think it's great that Chris decided to watch AEW Dynamite and he loves Canadians he loves the Canadians he loves the Canadians we Marty, do too Burley. we <laughs> love the Canadians we love the Germans we love the Brits 
What do you say? We're going to love the Americans too, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we love the Americans too, even though we dropped out of the chart this week in America. But that's all right. That's all right. That's right. Hey, hey, unfortunately, we had to bump up at least one because one podcast, which was in the top five, decided to quit. Yeah, that's pretty sad. They came out with their last one today, which was just the LA show. So, yeah, which I watched the LA show on, on Fight TV and it was great. Yeah. I, I have my own. I think we took we, we we got into a little bit of it last week uh, on how we think, but the more I think about it, uh, the more it really disappoints me um, that obviously people were on his hind end that bad, put him in that bad of a position professionally, yeah, that he had to cancel. The number one at one point, the number one wrestling podcast in the United States of America, and he had some. I mean, the, the after the first week, they had no sponsors. The second week, they had two or three of the top sponsors mm-hmm. in in podcasting that we listen to. Yep, and I'm thinking this is going this is this is this is going to be forever. This is going to be like another. Jim Cornette, where he's got two, three hundred episodes in. Yep. People, people, people need to get a little tough nowadays, man. I think it's almost in this day and age, it's almost too difficult for an active pro wrestler that's big time in the spotlight and a big company to have a podcast. Does that make sense? And that's why we see a lot of these guys that are retired guys. But that's what made it special. It did. But I, I think, and Matt Coon talked about this yesterday on Nick Hausman's House of Wrestling, that he just thinks nowadays it's too difficult because you almost can't say anything or you're in the headlines every week, whether you're I, right or wrong. And I agree. And it's guys like Meltzer and Alvarez mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. Who, who make a mountain out of a yep. bowl. 100%. Because, because them little sissies get butt hurt. Come on, man! You guys made a living off of this stuff. Let let Dax tell you the tell you the real life shit, and and get over it. You know, just just because Dax is getting a uh, more sponsorship and more views, you guys get butt hurt and try to trash the guy in the media in in the dirt sheets. So, yep. Come on. Yep. We, nope. It was my favorite. Um, besides ours, of course, it was my favorite pro wrestling podcast out there, and it, it was a bummer to see it go. Actually, I don't know, Dax. I love Dax to death, but he was number two. You, you can't beat the chef. Can't beat you. <laughs> no. uh, but back to my question for you before we go on to talk about Dax. Who do you think eventually takes the international title off of Orange Cassidy? Um, Like I said, I'd love to see Trent. I'd love to see him yeah, make him heal. But... but- it's called the international title. I want to see an inter- an international superstar. Yeah, Vikingo. If they could sign him, eventually, yeah. Um, they just announced a GCW show in Vegas. It's Vikingo Commander Gringo Loco main event. <laughs> I, mean, I just have to laugh because that's just stupid. What could happen? Those that's just three- stupid. Those three with a GCW banner, you know, where anything goes, they don't care. Somebody's going to jump off the freaking MGM Grand on them. I don't, know. don't don't tempt them because they will do it. 
Yes. Um, uh, which, which I think uh, Commander is working his way in um, to AEW. And so is Gringo Loco on ROH. Um, so I think that opens and, – and, and Vikingo's had, what, four or five matches now, Dynamite ROH? Yeah, probably right around there, yeah. So there's obviously a great working relationship there. Let's just keep it going. Right. But I think I think Vikingo is is he's a, he's must watch television. Plus, plus, if you call this the AEW International Championship, wouldn't you love to see this yep. uh, defended in AAA? Yep. Yep. In, in other places. Yep. Well, Pac Pac did that. He was defended yeah. over in Europe. Yeah. Yep. So let's let's defend it in AAA. Let's let's defend it in GCW and and keep on going. What do you think of Jay White? Eventually. Um, yeah, but again, I love the international name, so I want to see it other places. Yeah. I I mean, from what I can read, Jay White's not going to work New Japan for a while. No. He's solely AEW, which is fine. Which yeah. Is fine. I didn't know if he did anything over in Australia, New Zealand or not anymore. I, I, I don't think as much. Now, you know, we got Forbidden Door coming up, so mm-hmm. I hope we see something special there. Mm-hmm. Um but if you're going to call this the international title and you're going to have working relationships with other promotions outside the United States, I think that's where you got to focus that title. Yeah. And, and it also helps Tony bring in new stars and, and it rises those stars. So that's good point. Good point. So, but fun opener night, OC, OC and Darby are kind of the openers anymore for dynamite, but they always deliver. So the backstage, we saw Renee, uh, talking to Adam Cole, says tonight he's going to go out to the ring call Chris Jericho, and he will show him the mistake he made. If he doesn't come out, Cole will go find him. Then that's when we saw Orange and Bendito come up and ask if, if uh, Renee was going to read them, and she said no. And, oh, okay. And then the, the best part was the Bandito. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, that's, you know what? At first, I used to harp on pockets, right? I used to call him pockets a lot, right? He's the harp on him. He had, a, he had a good match tonight. And then if you're going to put him on the mic, the way they did that tonight was perfect. Yep. Entertaining in the ring, a little bit of a comedic afterwards, but he got Bandito to go with him. Uh, yep. They did. They did a perfect job with him tonight. Tony, Tony knows how to use him. I'll, I'll give him that. He, he, he protects him. He knows he's got something special there because Orange Cassidy, I mean – I think he does fine ratings on TV, but I know for a fact he's one of their top guys on YouTube that gets views. Like Orange Cassidy clips get views on YouTube big time. So uh, we did see Renee again showing with Darby and Jack Perry. Darby says they both went too far last week, and he wants to kill that between them. He says if he knew what would happen last week, he'd have been at ringside. He says if if Jack cares about the pillar stuff, he will have his back tonight. Jack wishes it would have been them to tonight. Darby agrees as he would have beat him again. A little cockiness out Darby tonight. I like it. I did too. I mean, if you're, if you're going to have a guy that does the – high spots that Darby does and it's just straight nuts. You got to have a little edge to it, yeah. right? You got to have a little crazy. got to yeah. have a little crazy. There's a lot. A lot of crazy. <laughs> we then got a match, which I knew you were going to be tuning into with, with great interest. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Dax Harwood. This was strictly one-on-one. No cash at ringside. No Sanjay. 
uh, Satinum or Jay Lethal, even though they tried to come down. The refs banned them from ringside. So this was a this just felt like an old school veteran match, almost like a Smoky Mountain match to me a little bit. It was, and I think in no, going into it, that's what those guys had in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a little bit of a, a hiccup, but like two minutes into it, with off the ropes, shoulder bumps, looks, but they, they, they worked it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Dax is too. If if Dax is too old school. To make he he was not gonna let this turn into a match where we get over the top. I guess um, there was a couple bumps Dax took that I thought Double J missed, like he missed the the push or the kick, but Dax, Dax still took the bump. But knowing Dax. Um, the way he loves those old professional wrestlers, he was going to make sure Double J looked good, and he did that. He made a 55-year-old guy, I think 55 is in, I don't know. He's in his 50s. He's he in his 50s, 50s, yeah. He made a 55-year-old guy look really good tonight. Yeah, um, and Jared's so good at just getting that cheap, easy heat. I mean, going to ringside, he that dude wanted to high five. He acted to high five and just pulls his hand back. Just things like that. It's 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 so easy, but he just masters it. Uh, he's so and, good and, at that. And Dax did not want him to do the strut tonight, um, and then he finally got the strut in. Um, and the way the match finished was perfect because you know Dax, hey. Double J's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Let's put him over, but the way we put him over did not hurt me. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, it's. I think it surprised everybody. I think everybody just you know with the popularity of FTR, them being the tag champs, Dax podcast and the news lately. I think everybody was just figuring that Dax would go over, but Double J and his My World podcast goes over. Uh, but with the help of Sanjay Dutt, he interfered, and that's when um. That's when uh, Double J was able to hit the stroke and get the win. But what I liked is this match showed that they had a good match and they had reason to have this match after what happened on Rampage last week. And it established roles that the fans cheer or boo going forward. True. And we're going to get Cash and Jay Lethal next week. Oh, this Friday night, Rampage. I'm sorry, this Friday night. We're going to get Cash and Jay Lethal. So, eventually, we're going to set up a yep. a tag team championship match. Yep, yep. FTR, which, which is okay. Which which a lot of people are going to complain about because Lethal and Jared just were going for it against the Acclaimed a couple months ago. But, new we're story. Sto- we're storytelling. New story. Yep, new story. We're building something. You know, everybody hyped on Tony Khan that he doesn't do stories. And and, and at some point in time, I even made that mm-hmm. comment mm-hmm. that he just throws stuff against the wall and it sticks and he's lucky. Um, but so he's actually doing some long-term storytelling here. and I like it. Yep. Because eventually, I have a feeling, if they do it right, the guns will take those belts back off of FTR at some point in time. Because... 
FTR knows that they're on their way out, guns are on their way in, they do business the right way. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, yeah. So let's let's get the guns out of the picture for a while. Let's get a couple feuds going on. Yep. I think we're gonna see. Well, I thought we were gonna see. Eventually, we're gonna see FTR and the Bucks again, but. Uh, I still think we I think I think we have and I hate saying this I think we have a better chance of getting that tag team match than we do the trios match we all want to see uh, that's a that's another rabbit hole we're going to go down tonight but oh, I will I think I mean if if, if I'm betting a $100 bill right now in Wembley Stadium it's FTR and Punk versus the Elite I might take you up on that Man, I, I honestly might bet you a hundred bucks it doesn't happen. I I mean, I know. I just if, if all right, I'm gonna save that rabbit hole for after after the dynamite recap because that could take a while. We gotta get through the dynamite recap first. Okay. So, okay. All right. All right. All right. So, but but entertaining match with the two guys that are just you know two guys that good luck finding two guys that love professional wrestling more than those two guys. Um, and and Dax, I'd like to see him go over once in a while singles. He never gets the wins. But he puts on good matches in singles. So, um, Next up, we saw Tony Khan. We knew he was going to make an announcement of some sort tonight. This honestly was not the announcement I was expecting. I was expecting the announcement of Collision, which honestly I think they're saving that for uh, the big Warner meeting coming up next month that where they make their announcements. I think it's like May 12th or 16th or something. I think they'll make that there. Um, cause I, it's, it's coming. The collision Saturday show is coming. Um, uh, I thought it was going to be collision or the fight forever video game announcement. That's ticking people like me off that they keep delaying and delaying and delaying. We've waited two years for this game. Like when's it going to come out instead? It was, um, I, I, that's what I'm starting to think. I mean, I'm like, come on, you've said you're close to being done with it for months. Um, let's put a bow on it and sell a lot of copies. Um, uh, Instead, TK announces that the uh, Owen, Owen Hart Cup is going to be taking place again this year. Opening ceremony is going to take place at Double or Nothing. Last year, that's where the uh, the um, finals were, Double or Nothing, because Britt Baker and Adam Cole won. Um, the tournament's going to be held um, throughout Canada, including matches at Forbidden Door, which that's going to be awesome. And then the finals are going to take place in Owen Hart's hometown of Calgary, Alberta, Canada on July 15th. I think it's great that they do this. I do too. But after Britt and Adam won that, they kind of, kind of, they dropped it, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, you know, they, yeah, they didn't really talk about it too much. I mean, they, they get the trophies, but which, which, whatever. I think, I think it's great that they do that. I yeah. know, I know the uh, foundation that mm-hmm. uh, Doctor uh, Martha Hart, Martha Hart has is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love that they're going to do it in Canada, in their hometown. I love they're going to incorporate New Japan because Owen worked in New Japan. Yeah, and they showed highlights of him tonight being the IWGP champion. Junior heavyweight. Mm -hmm. Junior heavyweight, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I I love that they're going to incorporate that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But now, on the women's side, I don't know. But I already know who's going to win the men's. Who's that? The cash now. It's my pick right now. They're going to strap a rocket to the guy's back. They showed that tonight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what I like about these is we know we're going to get great matches on both the women's and the men's side. So I can't complain about that. 
No, and I can almost see since since I don't put her in the title picture just yet. I think Soraya maybe on the on the women's mm-hmm. side because mm-hmm. it, she's in the title picture, but she's not because right. the title um, is is uh, not her thing yet. So I can see that. Well, really, I'll I'll get to that point when we get the women's. Never mind. All I got right. a thought on that. No more rabbit. No, we're, we're going to limit the rabbit holes yeah. until the end. Yeah, we got a lot to go down. Uh, up next, Warlow comes out with Arn Anderson. So it looks like that's a relationship that's going to keep going on. It wasn't a one-off. Um, he, I don't even know who he faced tonight. Some dude for a squash mask. He dropped him with a headbutt, then hit a rear back lariat, and then he tuned up Powerbomb Symphony and nailed four of them. <laughs> and I lo- guy? What? They didn't even announce his name. I, if they did, I missed it. But I love Arn after the match, telling the guy to go take an a- Jesus Christ, go take a nice bath and get a twelve pack. <laughs> I mean, if if you just jobbed on AEW, you might as well go sit in an ice bath and drink their beer, right? Yeah, and eat some catering. Yeah, take advantage. But uh, Arn Arn cracks me up, man. He he is funny, but uh, you know he was asking, he was saying that how uh, Orlo beat a hell of a man in Powerhouse Hobbs which should make it even sweeter, um, you know, because everybody's asking why are these two paired together. He said he's figured out who is who in the dressing room. He claims Wardlow is AW's dynasty. He doesn't think there's anybody that's got what Wardlow's got or has uh, the future he has. Um, Arn says Wardlow can put AW on his shoulders, take the company to the next millennium, but there are some things he needs to agree with him on. And he might have to pull a guy's eye out or crack somebody with a chair or bite a thumb off. But then he's interrupted by Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Christian gets to the steel steps, but then decides against it. And he and Luchasaurus back off. So the the announcers kind of talked it up like Christian might be going for the title. That's how I took it. So where was Dynamite tonight? It was in Florida, um, Fort Lauderdale area. Yeah, Sunrise, I believe, is the actual name. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we wow. got a we got a we got a comment here from the Brocast podcast and over there in Australia. It's evening, gentlemen. Evening, fellas. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great uh, Carlton Dry. Right? I was I was gonna say what ask him if they like that beer that you like, Shep. So I yeah. hope you got it right there. Yeah, and. Sorry, guys. Vegemite, I cannot eat. (laughs) It's just, it's not my thing. Uh, I've had some friends that were in Australia. They said it's great for a hangover. I tried it on some toast, some Vegemite. Uh -uh. No, thank you. I tried it. I've never had it, but I've heard it's something you love or or hate. There's like no in between. Yeah, yeah. Vegemite's not for me. I tried it. I've tried it actually twice. Yeah, you gave it a good... Good college try then. One time I was hungover. One time I was not. So. <laughs> Fair hey, enough. I, Fair you know, enough. You got to give your taste buds a, a break. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, I thought that I think Christian's going for the TNT title, but you think Luchasaurus? I'm taking it. Yeah. Well, no, we, we were in Florida, and I cannot stand the guy is wearing a freaking turtleneck and coat. It's 85 degrees in Florida. He's a, he's a heel, man, and, and it, makes, it and makes you mad. So he's doing it what bothers he's... me. I don't know. I, I'm sure that's – everybody's thinking, why do, you, why do you give a shit what he wears? But it just bothers me. You're in Florida. You're not going to wear a freaking turtleneck. 
<laughs> I don't. We didn't wear turtle. Turtlenecks weren't popular in the last fifteen years. The only time I've ever worn any sort of turtleneck is when it's really cold and I'm golfing. I'm wearing Under Armour. Yes, yes. Under That's Armour, the only time. To a, I went to an outdoor football game. I think yeah. I went to a Bears game once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? That's outside. You're in an arena, Christian. Yep. He's uh, doing his job, getting people like you to complain. Yeah, and Luchasaurus' new gear sucks. I like it. I honestly, I think he looks better now than he ever has. Yeah, it sucks. I think he looks. At least he's not making the blah noise well, and could, stuff. He can't talk before. He can't talk now. <laughs> um, all I know is they better give Wardlow a decent run with this TNT title. I'm going to be furious. I, I agree. But I agree with one thing. I do agree with Jim Cornette. I, we call him Dino Douche. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's what he called him. So. That's what he called him, Dino Douche. <laughs> we did see uh, backstage MJF showing uh, Sammy Guevara um, talking about his big moment. Guevara says it's their moment. MJF says people are saying he's a gutless coward and he asked for this because he couldn't win a four-way. Guevara says people are saying he, he taking the money to lay down dumb or nothing is ruining their, this sport, but they don't care. Guevara then re, uh, reveals he has a matching vest for MJF while MJF has a uh, scarf for Guevara. So, Did you watch Guevara's vlog? I week? did, actually, for once. The way, the way they open it up, their face tiny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Ty Conte. Cats. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So they, they carried into tonight. I, yep. Yep. Uh, well, did you did you listen to the end of it? No. The very end of Guevara. He has a voicemail from Garcia. Daniel Garcia. And Garcia's checking in on him and said, Hey buddy, you know, I know we didn't like each other to start, but we've come close late. Haven't seen you for a while. Wanna check in, you know, and he's kinda telling Guevara like, It's been your dream to be a champion. You can't just lay down. All this stuff. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, I wonder if they're going to tie that into anything with Gavar or with Garcia, because that's one dude I feel like they've dropped the ball with. So don't 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 call me Vince here, okay? You don't want to be called Vince. I don't want to be called. The Vince. dude is in the news again today. Yeah, that's a that's another lawsuit <sighs> today. It's I think it's even worse than one of the first ones, but anyways, yeah. Um, Daniel Garcia does to me does not have right now does not have the build, the talk on the mic to be a world champion. I'm not saying world champion, but you know the crowd was loving him with that Danielson story, and then with the JS stuff, it just kind of eh. yeah. I mean, do I see him? International champion, yes. TNT champion, yes. You know, maybe a tag champion with somebody, yes. But I don't see him much more. Maybe maybe an ROH champion down the road. Yeah, I could see that. But never an AEW champion on mainstream television. And and it's and I, I'm not a, a Vince guy where you got to be six foot five and roaring right. back, like Warlord. But, yeah, I just – Daniel yeah. Garcia, yeah. I used to love him on the Indies. You know, he was great, but yeah. All right. Sorry, dude, you're five foot eight, 165 pounds. Got another question here from our buddy Chris on YouTube. Okay. You guys ever heard of Roadkill? Uh, wasn't that some 
stupid. Um, I have no idea what he's talking about. No, there was a back back before the Attitude Era. Okay, um, I, I'm gonna look it up right now. Back before was the, it a van or a team or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was. I'm right. I'm right. Back before the Attitude Era, there was a there was a uh, WWF guy named Roadkill. Um, he actually actually he worked in ECW. I'm looking him up now. Yeah, actually, he was known for ECW. He he dresses an Amish guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He dresses an Amish guy. Yeah. Um, he wrestled in obviously. Uh, he debuted in '96. Yeah, and he he wrestled for for WWE afterwards. He was a big old boy. Big old. Yeah, boy. he he wrestled in WWE from 05 through 08. He was he was trained by uh, Taz. That was okay. one of the one of the first guys. Taz. It was Taz and Perry Saturn trained him. Oh my gosh! House of Hardcore. Does he kind of look like our co-host, Paul? <laughs> uh, you said it, not me. But he's got he's got the uh, he had, Paul doesn't have the beard, but Paul doesn't have the beard. But my question to Chris is: Did you just Google some random wrestler from the '90s to ask us about? I love because it. Un- unfortunately, Chris, I know you have no idea what the hell ECW was. So, yeah. He needs to go check it out. He might enjoy it. If, if if Chris watched like some hardcore ECW pay-per-views uh back in the day, I think I I want to be there just to see his reaction. Or maybe we'll do a watch along. We'll bring him on one day and do a watch along. Yes. Yes. Great idea. Chris hooking that up. Uh uh, we're gonna bring uh Chris is a great guy with uh, a podcast on the golf side called uh Another bad yardage mm-hmm. because his caddy sucks. Um, <laughs> sorry, Coon. Uh, sorry, Aaron. Not Matt Coon, who we all know. We're talking to Aaron Coon. Good save there. Yeah, good save. That way I don't get hated on. <laughs> uh, but no, we should bring Chris on and do his first ever watch along. Love it. ECW pay per view. Like a living it. dangerously Ooh. back when Bubba Ray just went off the handle, which he couldn't say nowadays. I love it. Let's do it. Fire up the peacock. All right. All right. Fire up the peacock. Chris, you're in. You're going to be in. You don't have a choice. We'll have uh, a few uh, a few daddy sodas here and have a good time. Chris Chris drinks that. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Not going there. I know what you're going to say. Good, 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 good job there. <laughs> Not going there. I think Chris drinks uh, Coors Light, so there you go. Uh... Chris says Shep is going to get pinned by his fourth cousin by marriage tomorrow. My fourth cousin by marriage. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even hang out with my first cousins. <laughs> my fourth cousin, my, I got nothing. Well, talk about somebody that probably doesn't hang out with their cousins, John Moxley. And uh, RJ City got blindsided by Moxley tonight. Um, I saw Renee apologize to RJ on, on Twitter. Yeah. RJ city was, uh, was relevant when he was touring with, uh, yeah. David Arquette. Yeah. That's the first bump he's taken in a decade. So, yeah, 
So. Uh, one more comment from Chris here on YouTube. Love the show and look forward to wrestling at 11.07. We, we do have some uh, wrestling at Moose Lodge 11.07 in June. Functified wrestling out of Warsaw, Indiana will be performing a show. Yep. Um, hopefully Tanner will get involved and get thrown in the lake. <laughs> it's my turn now? It's your turn. All right. All right. I can take a bump. I can take a bump. Uh, we then had what I thought was going to be the main event tonight. I thought Darby and Sammy was going to be the main event tonight. Instead, it wasn't even at the 9 o'clock hour. It was kind of smack dab. Or it might have been 9 o'clock hour, actually. It was, it was really close. Yeah. It was really yeah. close. I, yeah, was, I was blind on a DVR tonight, but it was really close to the 9 o'clock hour. So the winner of this match, of course, going to go on to face MJF at double or nothing. And I think we all knew how this was going to play out. It was going to there was going to be some dirty work involved, and Sammy was going to find a way to win. And MJF was on commentary, and he was hilarious on commentary. I thought um, he brought brought out his pickles. You called it. You called it like two months ago. <laughs> now he's going to get his own brand of pickles. He's and and that company that he uh, pushed at the uh, uh, press conference at the end. Mm-hmm. There tomorrow. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, they're releasing MGF Special Pixel. And I, I set a reminder at 11.45 Yep, in my phone. I'm going to try to order some. They're going to be gone in five minutes, I bet. If I get them, well, I'll eat them on the podcast. Love I'll it. Like pickles. Love it. So, supposedly those pickles are really good. I mean, that's well, they're getting I, good reviews. I think, uh, so the uh, the last pay-per-view was on a, was a Sunday, right? Yeah, it was uh, Revolution. Was it Saturday or Sunday? It was or was it? Uh, Anyways, yeah. When we when we came and did our our show after Dynamite, mm-hmm. during the show of Dynamite, I looked up those pickles and they were sold out. Yeah. Everything was sold out on Wednesday. Every flavor, every. every I think you texted us on Monday after Revolution said they were sold out. Maybe it was on Monday. And then you just said it again on the podcast after that yeah. Dynamite because I was like, holy crap. It's kind of like punk with the muffins. Which that place didn't take advantage of that. They no. no. They should have. But uh, fun yeah. match. Yeah. Eh, there's maybe breakfast. but uh, Fun match tonight between Sammy and Darby. Um, two guys who can really go. I know Guevara gets a lot of flack for – a lot of good reasons, but Duke can go in the ring. That 6.30 Sinton uh, through the table tonight was just ridiculous. He makes it look effortless, too. That's what makes me mad. Um, we saw uh, Tay Mello, his wife, get involved, which they haven't done much with her lately. No matches for her for a while. Don't know what's going on there. Um, but that's when he ends up hitting a 6.30 Sinton after her um distraction uh we then see mjf get involved he tries to use a skateboard but he doesn't instead he throws it to darby pulls the eddie guerrero swerve that he used to like to do latino heat um and guevara pretends to be hurt and the official gives a dq win to sammy so then the two of them beat up darby after the match until uh jungle boy jack perry makes a save but darby's not happy with him MJF then tells them to beat the living hell out of each other because it doesn't matter. The main event, double nothing, nothing is set. Uh, Tony Schiavone then gets on the microphone and says, Tony Khan has told him next week it'll be MJF and Guevara versus Perry and Allen. If the latter two win, it becomes a four-way. Just like we all thought, four-way's going to happen. Four-way's going to happen. There's, 
Uh, As it should. It, it should. And I, I love that they continue the story. So um, this is another reason to have a have a match. I mean, we haven't seen MJ wrestle, wrestle in what? Since the pay-per-view, right? Right, right. Yep. Yeah, so... Yeah, we're going to get MJF to wrestle. So in a rare tag match, very rare tag match for him. Yeah, and and I, if you, I can predict it right now. If it goes, let's just say the match goes ten minutes, right? I would say eight minutes and fifty seconds are going to be Sammy, and the rest will be MJF. He will, yep. he will he will be protected, which is fine, perfectly fine. He'll be protected of an out of the ring for that. Yep. Yep. Nope. And he will force he will force Sammy to do that because that's part of their their deal or whatever. And what I like is, yeah, next week will be May third on Dynamite, and and you know we got the whole month of May to do the story, but they've already planted seeds with rifts between each guy, so you can prolong this all the way to Double or Nothing. This could be no problem. That's what I think has been really good storytelling. Well, I think Tony had listened to some other people in the past six months. Yep. People complaining about storytelling. So he says, you want storytelling? I'll give it to you. Here yep. we go. Yep. So good for him. Then we see MJF says Tony Cosman playing games and says where he goes, Triple B follows. He then gets in his car and he claims it's full. And Sammy can't get it, even though the camera guy zooms in and there's nobody in the SUV at all. I love that. Love that. And then MJF says, punch it. Get out of here. To the driver. So it's already giving uh, Sammy the shaft now. Yeah. Let's so. <laughs> see Adam Cole come out, and he says uh, he knows Jericho can hear him. He says one thing to beat him up, but uh, the fact that he got handcuffed and made him watch them beat on Britt Baker for no reason is unforgivable. He says Jericho's crossed the line he can't come back from. He's going to hurt him badly and tells Jericho to get in the ring as he's going to smash his face. Jericho's then shown on the Titan Tron. Says he doesn't want to be anywhere near a man like Cole who let the love of his life get beaten. He claims Cole did nothing. He's a coward and he wants nothing to do with him in the ring tonight. But his guys will. The rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society hit the ring, start attacking him. Cassidy and Orange Cassidy and Bandito hit the ring, but they're outnumbered. JS remain in control. And then we have uh, unfamiliar music hit. Everybody's like, you know, announcers, what is this? Look at the Titan Tron. says SRS. I'm like... Sean Ross Sapp coming down to the ring. What's going on? Then all of a sudden it says, Roderick Strong. Place gets a pop. He runs down. Starts cleaning house. He wastes no time. Showcasing his back backbreakers. Met with a great reaction, like I said. He and Cole then face off in the ring. They hug it out for another big pop. This was surprising to everybody, including Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful. Everybody has scoops because they said that whatever they asked in the last few months about Roderick Strong at the Performance Center, People just said he hasn't been here. So we haven't seen him since September of 22. Yep. He asked for his release last year and they wouldn't grant it. So I love this. I, he's a guy I haven't watched a ton of, but I am familiar with his work with Undisputed Era. I'm not so much with Dynam- Diamond Mind because I just don't watch NXT now, but I'm happy to have him in AEW because, like I text you and Paul, once Kyle O'Reilly's healthy, we can get that version of the undisputed era versus the elite that we should have had when Bobby Fish was part of the company. Now he's crying somewhere because all his boys are in AW and he's not coming back. Well never say right. never. Never say never, but I don't think he's coming back. You think he likes the uh, professional boxing better than I think he's probably made some made some uh enemies AW. 
Well, yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, what 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 a better way of Tony Khan to take? Let's just say we'll just hypothetically say take those four guys and elevate them up and up and up and just trump them yeah. dynamite because all they got was NXT. Not True. hard on NXT, but it's it's not Raw or SmackDown, right? No. Even when it was black and gold and it was good stuff, it wasn't Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So why not just elevate these guys on national television, put them on national pay-per-views, and just elevate the you-know-what out of them? Yep. And guess what? They're, they're really entertaining. Mm-hmm. They're great. They're great mm-hmm. workers. Um, I know we're never going to get McAfee involved, but you know he's he's uh, he's drinking the Kool Aid right now in Connecticut. As much he gets as a I, nice paycheck, yeah. As much as I like McAfee, him and, and he and Cole are tight too. Him and Cole, jackalopes, but whatever. That company it'll be interesting when Michael Cole retires. He said he's on the back end of his career, so it'll be interesting because I think they take him for granted, man. I know he's annoying at times, but yeah, I he, think they use the you know what out of him. Because, I know. I mean, look at the matches he's had um, with Cole for one, Austin Theory the other, and he's super ca- uh, uh, charismatic. That's the word I was looking for. It's it's freaking Pat McAfee for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on, Pat. Let's go all elite, big guy. <laughs> that would be great. I played golf with him once. Is he any good? We drink a lot of beer. Well, that that's a given, but is he any good? Uh, he's not bad. He's, he's right. an athlete. He's an athlete. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good he's point. an athlete. We, we, we had him up to the, uh, the big Rochester Elks. And uh, we had the, at the time, he was Barstool. Right. Uh, it was Barstool America before yep. it was Barstool Indy or Indy Barstool or whatever. And uh, he had all of the guys that are with him today, which I love. Um, and they, they, they recorded a lot of footage. Um, but we, we played golf, and after about four holes, we were out of beer. And Pat says, I told you guys we were going to run out of beer. I said, Pat, don't worry about it. I make a phone call to the clubhouse. And uh, Jan Sawyer, which mm-hmm. obviously isn't Jan Sawyer. We know Jan Sawyer. Next thing you know, we're on the fourth tee. She brings a card out with a big old igloo <laughs> cooler. We had, I don't know, a couple more cases of beer. And he's like, holy cow, you're right. You can bring more beer. I'm like, hey, yeah, I can bring more beer. Anyways, long story short, our, we, were, we were doing a fundraiser. And our, our musician that night was Clayton Anderson. Clayton got a little drunk. And we had to send a one of our sober drivers that was driving people home at the end of the night um, to the hotel and wait, Clayton, up, come on, come on, you got you got you got to go sing, big guy. Um, but yeah, we played with Pat McAfee. McAfee uh, promoted uh, our fundraiser at the time. I can't say his name because I'll get sued because the wife is a psycho. You know what? Um, that's another rabbit hole. That's another rabbit hole. <laughs> I can't say the guy's name. I love the guy to death. Unbelievable. Yeah. He used to be a picture right over here, but I had to take it down because I get sued because his wife's a psycho. You know what? Anyways, another rabbit hole. Pat McAfee came to Rochester, played golf with a bunch of hillbillies like us. 
We had a great time. Drink a lot of beer, and we had a good time. He's if good. if Pat would somehow ever become all elite, oh, you need to pull some strings and get him on the pod. I could. I. I mean, we take him anyways. I'd take him right now to get him on the pod. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I could, I could try. Which, which, speaking of interviews on the pod, um, don't know when it's going to happen, but maybe look for it in the next, next month, two months. Um, I might be doing an interview with uh, a guy behind me there, the band who sings his theme song, Downstate, who sings Cody Rhodes' theme song. I might be doing an interview with them. So. From Fort Wayne, Indiana, right? Yes, they are. So I've been in contact with them this week, so hopefully we're trying to get something on the books so I can get an interview with those guys. So. Good. They also do the Miz theme song too. So, who the Miz? Who's that? Uh, Paul. I wish Paul was here because Paul Paul's a big Miz fan. He doesn't want to admit it, but he's a big Miz fan. Wasn't he? Wasn't he on MTV? Yeah, Real World. That's, Real yeah, World. He's on MTV. Is, is he a wrestler? Yeah, he somehow main event of WrestleMania. Good for the Miz. Yep. His Sp- wife's cute. Yeah, she's she's a looker, isn't she? Um. Speaking of lookers, I don't know if are she was on this. About we are. Speaking of lookers, I don't know if she was on this segment or not. I didn't really pay attention to the segment. It was the QTV episode. Uh, QT Marshall says it's been a rough few weeks. Har- Hobbs pins him to the wall. Says uh, Marshall's points out that he made Hobbs a champion. Hobbs tells him to fix it. So Marshall says it's time for Plan B. I fast forward to this segment because I was behind, so I wasn't really excited about it. Yeah, I don't know if Harley. Speaking of lookers, I don't know if Harley was on the segment or not. I don't know if she was or not. So, um, then we got the women's match. I thought this might be the main event since Darby and Guevara wasn't, but we got a different main event tonight. That's Jade Cargo versus a uh, uh, Valkyrie for the TBS Championship. Uh, Jade's fifty-five zero going into this match. Ty is four and zero. Physical match, of course, Taya can't use the Valhalla or she gets disqualified. Um, but, of course, we knew Jade's cronies were going to get involved, especially Mark Sterling. Um, but Jade picks up the win, but she doesn't get it clean. Um, she uh, pulls the trunks to retain. So Taya, Taya contemplated breaking the rules and hitting the Valhalla and that she hesitated and Jade got the roll up, and after the match, Valerie uh, Valkyrie attacked uh, Mark Sterling and tried to hit Aubrey Edwards with the road to Valhalla, but others officials stopped it. And I agree with Twitter; that's the way to make the fans hate you. Go after Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey's pretty pretty popular with the crowd. Aubrey's over. Yeah. Um, so not smart on her part. Though. If they want to put her as a heel, yeah, that'd been mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't like this match. It didn't hit like I thought it. I thought it was going to. I was excited for it. I was I too. I didn't care for it. I really thought this was time to take that. T- and I've been saying this for what three months now. Long time. Let's let's if we're gonna elevate Jade, let's take this belt off of her and throw her in the mix for the uh, the world title. Yeah. And Valkyrie is a great person to take this belt and, and carry it and, and still make it relevant. Um, I didn't think we would get this on a dynamite. I thought we'd get this on a pay-per-view and I, th- I, I, I think a rematch is coming with the way the finish. Yeah. I just, 
But my question to you is, does she go over in the rematch? She has to. If not, I think there's only one person. There's only one on the roster, and that's Chris Statlander when she comes back from injury. Yeah, but we want we want Statlander in the the world championship. We, we, you got to. Yeah. Um, but, which well, now we can hit on it. I kind of pushed it aside, but the next segment was Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter were shown backstage. Britt's got the black eye, which which the Outcasts had T-shirts made of, and they were wearing on Twitter tonight. And uh, Hayter's in a sling. Uh, they claimed Outcasts have uh, forgotten what they're capable of, but Hayter says the Outcasts have declared war and only ends with sending them to the morgue. Um, see, with the storyline, we're forgetting about the AW Women's Championship. I mean, we're a month away from arguably the biggest pay per view AW runs, and we don't know. I'm guessing there. I'm guessing it's not going to be defended. I'm okay with it, but right it, you got to finish the story, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to finish something, but go for it. You know, whatever. But that, but I I don't hate your idea of having Statlander in the main event picture. It's just. Yeah, they're running out of like every time they debut a woman, a new woman like like Ty Valkyrie. I'm like, all right, this is the woman to dethrone Jade, and it just doesn't happen. Um, and, she's and, 56 and 0. And we talked about this earlier, um, Naomi to Impact. Yeah, and I and I agree with Paul. I think Paul said it. And I said it. Are right, you said it? Okay. All right. Sorry, Paul. I'm trying yeah. to give you a little credit. Uh huh. Um, Impact's got a Maybe the best, but a damn good women's division right now. I think it is the best. Um, I mean, I I rarely tune in the Impact, rarely. Um, but when I do, their women's div- matches always deliver. Yeah. Always. I mean, you got Jordan Grace, even though I think her contract's running up soon, which AEW needs to get on the phone with her if it is. I know Gresham and yeah. AEW didn't have the best relationship. Right. Um, That's her husband. So. I mean, they got her. They got Deanna Praza over there. I mean, uh, Mickey James, even though she's on the shelf. Now um, now you well, got Deanna, Naomi. Deanna Praza just took the championship, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, you got – so did her husband, Matt Taven. Or not not Matt Taven, Jesus. Um, um, not Matt Taven. Um, I know you're talking about. Oh, my God. Um, Oh yeah, yep. It's, it's, it's impact, guys. Don't give don't give a shit for it. Yep. Um, I'm gonna have to Google it though. While we talk about the main event, because it's gonna bother me. Which the main event tonight was Takeshka and Kenny Omega versus Butcher and the Blade. I did not have Butcher and the Blade as main eventing a Dynamite on my bingo card this uh, year, but nope. But they did. Um, they they there is a fan base for them big time out there. Um, Steve Macklin. That's who I was thinking of. Well, Butch and the Blade are not bad work. No, they're not. I mean, over the years, what were, what were, are we four years in now for AEW, right? This is their fourth year. There'll be four years come October with official television. Okay. But Double or Nothing, yeah, we're coming up on the four years of their first so, event. So. So, so Butch and the Blade have been around for a while. Yeah. And they have been put in a lot of situations where they did not go over. True. And they still come out looking good. They, they, they can work. They got the look. Uh, yeah. I mean, eventually people are going to be like, oh, here comes Butch and Blade. But 
I mean, we're four years in, and they like you said, they still got the crowd. Yep. They still they still got their 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 pop. Yep. Strong strong backing in Buffalo because that's where they're all from, and the bunny too. Um, but no, I mean we knew Omega and, T- and Takeshka were gonna win, but still a good match. Um, Takeshka ended up getting the pin, which I thought was the right call. He hit the power drive knee, which is similar to the V trigger, and got the one through three. But I thought everybody looked good in the match. Takeshka's a rising star. They're gonna strap a rock to his back. Thought Kenny looked good. Danielson was on commentary. Thought he was even better than MJF. I thought he was hilarious on commentary tonight. Uh, his comment about uh, Takeshka being just like Cutler and Nakazawa and, and, and Washington elites balls that cracked me up pretty good. You, you, I guess you couldn't hear that really because you you were watching it. I was, yeah. We started the pod and I was, yeah, I yeah. Was he watching. he said that on commentary tonight. That that cracked me up. Um, afterwards, he got on the microphone, was talking some trash to Omega and Takeshka. He made a botch though, but he, he tried to recover. But the 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 crowd got on him. He was trying to say if you would train with the BCC, but instead he started off if you train with the elite. And the crowd like got all over him right away. And he said, if you trade with the BCC, he tried to hurry up. and Because um, that's also when he said, because with the elite, you'll be like Cutler and Nakazawa, he said again. And, and you'll be washing the elite in the shower. Uh, <laughs> but the Unbucks showed up. Uh, they took out Claudio. They took out Wheeler. We, Wheeler with a heck of a super kick on the ramp. Um, then they... they uh, Get in there and 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 because it's the screwdriver spot again. You know they're gonna try to put it in in Kenny's face, but um, then Takeshka gets involved because then the elite get the screwdriver and um, Takeshka gets in the middle, doesn't want anything to do with it. And then Daniel says, "Tell him Takeshka you should join the BCC." And then Yuta hits the low bow, blowing Takeshka, and then they attack him and Moxley busts him open with a screwdriver to the head. As we went off the air. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is all right. It extends the story, but I thought it was kind of rushed. So, this whole screwdriver thing goes <laughs> back to Moxley and Hangman, right? Yes, which we haven't seen Hangman on TV for a while now. Right. So, if we haven't seen Hangman, like, I don't understand how the screwdriver comes into play with the Elite if we're going to replace Hangman with Takeshna. Yeah. Which my theory, I think, went out the window tonight. Mike Takeshka yeah. turning heel, and then and then Kota Ibushi coming in. Uh, I think that went out the window because I mean Kota could still come in, which I think he will eventually. But uh, I think there's too many. But I don't think Takeshka's going to turn heel now, unless they really swear us because the dude got busted up by a screwdriver tonight. Unless, they... but he got callous. You got callous there. Yeah, but. Unless, shady. You have, unless you have a match coming up um, with Mox and Takeshna and just kind of like we had that match with Danielson and Mox where they bled together and all of a sudden they're blood brothers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden they have that match with Mox. They beat the living tar of each other. They're both bloody at the end of the match. They're brothers. And he says – I'm going this side instead of the elite. And then you bring Ibushi in and it's like, okay, now, we, now we got enough people for, for, for blood and guts. Well, I think why, you know, Coda has been on record saying he wants to come to AW eventually. Callis had a tweet the other day about 
something with golden in it. I don't remember what the exact wording was. Then the last two weeks on BT, Kenny's been on his phone texting somebody uh, while they're all together as a group. So I think the hints, the the Easter eggs are there. Um, just winning, they can pull a trigger, double or nothing, forbidden door, let me, let all me in. You, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the vlogs. Yes. And we've all we've enjoyed those over years. Mm-hmm. Some more than others. Is 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 Tony involved in those? He owns the rights to BTE. Okay. Or AEW owns the rights to BTE. They used to not, but when when the Bucks and Kenny signed with AEW, that was kind of part of it. Um, okay, he does so, not own the others, though. Okay. BTE is the main one. So. So. So so Tony's using BTE for storytelling. Yep. Which people that harp on him that he doesn't storytell, obviously they're not watching the full product. And I would say they're not the hardcore AEW fans because I would say I think AEW fans are more hardcore than WWE fans in a sense where they will watch everything and okay. follow everything. Yeah. Yeah. But – but I understand, you know, from an advertiser point of view in national television, you're going to have those people that are watching it for the first time and everything. They're not going to understand. I get that too. Okay. But, but, um, but, but BTE costs Tony Khan zero dollars. Right. No, color films it, and edits it. I mean, I know we rip on the dude, but he, he literally does good work with that. Um, <laughs> uh, Paul, see, this is where I need Paul. Paul would go against you there. Uh, but I like when BT does the, you know, in segments off like on a cliffhanger with like Hangman and Delete and stuff like that. Like this week, I don't know if you watched this week or not. Uh, Matt Jackson was lying to Eva Luno about Hangman the whole time. Yes, yeah, that was pretty good. Which I think we're gonna. I mean, are we gonna get a lead against Dark Order again eventually? Eventually, we will. Yeah, no, somewhere. No. Yeah, but overall, I agree with what you said earlier. I thought Dynamite delivered more tonight than I expected it to. With that said, I'll let you go first. What's your rating tonight of the show? Uh, seven point six. Seven six. All right. Which is pretty strong for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm right around there, but I can't. I can't go lower than you. I can't. <laughs> so I'll give it seven eight. Seven eight. I mean, there's right. a little, so a few things I didn't like. Um, I need to go back and check what's going to be on Friday's Rampage, even though I won't watch it live since it's 5.30 start time. And next week, because Excalibur, I know I've been on them before about doing a fast read. Tonight's was the fastest I've ever heard. I mean, Shivani even said, get this man some oxygen. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what if he was saying. Shivani was awesome tonight. Yeah. He's he's awesome with saying very little. Yeah. I thought I thought tonight with him working with MJF, MJF called him a fat slob a hundred <laughs> times. Then he called him a prick. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Yeah. And then towards the end of that, um, right before the main event, he he started rattling off those things. He just kept going and going and going. I'm like, wow, this is quick. And then he said, yeah, get that guy some. Yeah. And you could tell him taking like you could hear him like <gasps> take a little breath. Like I'm like, are they that close on time or is like they're a bet? he has with somebody or something. Cause that's what I was thinking about back in my mind. He was so fast, Shep, that he was beating the graphics. 
Usually he's behind yeah. the graphics, the and graphics, he was the I'm graphics could not come up in time. I'm like, this guy is on one tonight, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing maybe there was a little money better. Something I don't know, something there that yeah. we don't know. Um, but no, good show tonight. Who's your wrestler tonight? Is it your boy that you usually take if he's on the show? Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I'll let you go first. All right. I appreciate that. I'll let you go first. Uh, part of me wants to take Orange. I don't take him very often because he opened a show. But I'm going to kind of take the easy route. I'm taking Takeshka. I mean, I think uh, we've seen him in a main event for the first time. He delivered a night, I thought. You know, and afterwards, Danielson hypes him up calls him the professional wrestler at Kenny showing some age just with comments like that. You can tell where that the company wants to take this guy. I agree with you a hundred percent. Screw that. Dax Harwood. <laughs> Even in losing effort. In a, but he, you know what? He did the job. He yeah. knew, he knew how to put a 55 year old guy over 56 year old, 57, whatever he is. He knew how to do that and make him look good, make Jeff Jarrett look good. Jeff Jarrett's a Hall of Famer. Jeff is 55. Good call. Is he? Mm-hmm. I do. I think I looked it up like a couple months <laughs> I think, ago. I think, I think we have on the pod before. That was a, that was a rabbit hole. But yep. anyways, he made that 55-year-old dude look good and believable. He did his job. And that's what he loves to do. That's what he thinks professional wrestling is. And he yep. wants to um, – what's the word I'm looking at? He wants to uh, – oh, I can't think of the right word. But anyways, he wants to put that on a pedestal basically and do that. And he did a great job tonight. Dax Harwood is the effing man. I'm just disappointed we're not going to hear a pot about it. Unless, unless Jarrett mentions it on my world, but don't think it will. Yeah. He might a little, but he won't go in detail. So let's. All right, all right. Let's 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 go down that one. Rabbit hole number guy, one. Who's the guys backstage that literally forced this guy to stop the best podcast in the United States of America? Well, I'm taking Matt Kuhn. Like I said, I listened to the interview Matt Kuhn did on Nick Hausman's brand new House of Wrestling, which which is another. It's a it's a good podcast that Nick Hausman's doing. Um, Matt Kuhn said he made it sound like it wasn't Tony by any means. No. It wasn't Tony Khan. No, no, um, it was it was the EVPs. It was the guys that can't manage the targets. Which I don't know if they're EVPs anymore. That has not ever been answered since the fight, if they're still EVPs. Or even if they are, their contracts are coming up. I'd be surprised if Tony wants them as EVPs. I think Tony's going to run it. He's running a tighter ship. Doesn't mean he won't, you know, rely on Jericho or the Bucks. And he's given Jericho and Moxley more roles backstage. I get that. But as far as titles, I don't, I don't know if we see that again with talent actually having an EVP title. But, but Dax made the comment that there was – individuals backstage that were not pleased with his comments about wrestling and Uh, professional wrestling. And 
I mean, I, all I think, all I can think of is the EVP, right? Because he insinuated that. But I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's them. There's probably some others that we're not even thinking. But I really think it was more just the Twitter universe and Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Meltzer and Alvarez can they really freaking you know. smoke a pole? Um, <laughs> I. I I want to give the Bucks credit because I think down the road the Bucks FTR is going to do a lot of business yeah. and make a lot of money, right? Right. So I'm going to give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but the way Dax insinuated is his podcast over the last what three months, right? Four mm-hmm. months, whatever. Mm-hmm. Really um, messed up his interaction with the locker room of AEW. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then that's why he's shutting it down. And it, it affected him. It affected him personally. You know, Dax is very open about his mental health. Yep. And he don't want to deal with it, which, hey, good for you, Dax. You recognized it. Good for you. You're handling it. Your family is number one. I love it. Yeah. But... Don't let a bunch of guys that can't manage a target screw you up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. And I think he might appreciate that because the guy that said that is going to be his partner in Wembley Stadium. Well, I, I do know he, he gave I, – I tweeted out um, a tweet to the FTR with Dax Harwood um, account today because they kind of had their last tweet. It was gone. And I, I said, I, I tagged Matt and ta- Dax and I said, thanks for the fun short ride and had one pouring it out. And he, he favored it. So I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, those guys got flooded last week because more wrestling fans than not enjoyed the podcast. And it's just too well, bad. So it's here's just, what we're going to do. I know we're just little guys. Mm-hmm. I'm inviting Dax Harwood come on the KOP podcast and talk to us and we'll do it late at night. We'll do it early in the day. We prefer late at the night. <laughs> Dax can have some tequilas. We'll have some kettles. <laughs> um, and if, we'll have Dax, some... if Dax is coming on. Steve Weisers. Yeah. No. Come on here, Dax. And let's, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. have, let's have a great conversation. We don't need to bury people. But let's just have a good conversation about it. Dax, you're invited anytime you want. Next rabbit hole. So make sure make sure when you do this, send this out, you tag him in it, right? Oh, I'll tag him. I'll tag him in it. Make it make a little graphic. A snippet. Cut that part out. Although looking at the uh, fight TV broadcast of their uh, FTR with Dax live show in uh, Mania Weekend. Cash Wheeler was a freaking superstar that episode. I think Cash is a lot. He he's he's the more entertaining one of the two, even if that makes sense. Um, even though Dax, Dax has done great stuff, but I think Cash is kind of we just don't see a lot of them. Dax got to loosen up. Hey, Matt Coon, you're invited too. 
Yep. Because Matt Coon drank a lot of tequila during that interview. He said he drank like $300 worth. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt Coon, you are invited as well. And Matt Matt is going to keep going with the podcast. He's keeping the RSS feed. He's just doing his, a new podcast now. And he said he'll, he might have Dax on once in a while. It's called Wrestling with Friends. And he's going to take each week, he's going to have a conversation with one of his wrestling friends. Pretty cool. Pretty cool idea there. So Yeah. No, he's I, a good I, dude. He's a good dude. I mean, yeah, I think Matt Coon's very, very yep. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, next rabbit hole, we've kind of talked around it. CM Punk. For a guy that doesn't want to be in the news, he's in the news every damn week. It's something new with him every damn week. We're, get, we're getting CM Punk back. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I definitely think we are. Um, it came out this this evening. Um, Wade Keller reported it, and then uh, Fightful also reported it. The meeting happened between him and Chris Jericho last Friday. Hence, while Pat why Punk was in Tampa, Florida. That's where Jericho lives. That's where yep. the meeting went down. I don't know who else was involved, but sources say it went well. So, excuse me. So whether that's an angles or a, 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 um, a feuds coming between these two or just they want to make sure they can both work together on Saturdays or what, looks like that's getting planned out. But then Punk made headlines being backstage at Monday Night Raw before the show started. But by reports, it sounded like he was on the same flight, come back from Tampa to Chicago as a lot of other AD or WWE talent. Some of them invited him backstage. So he thought, eh, I'll go hang out for a little bit. Was talking to some people. Wanted to talk with Triple H a little bit. Triple H said he'd have to ask the big boss. That's when Vince said, you got to get him out. Remotely. Vince wasn't even there. But Vince said remotely, and they, they removed him without an issue. So so when, he, when it said that, it sounded like Punk got backstage. Um and, and stayed in a communal area, whether yeah. it's meeting or whatever. Yeah. And, and just talk to people. Yeah, he talked to the Miz, who I guess they kind of cleaned the air because he made a tweet about the Miz, called the Miz out a few years ago with the Saudi yeah. situation. Talked to yeah. Baron Corbin, talked to uh, um, um, Superfly's daughter. I can't think of her name. Tamina. Tamina. Um, and just a few other people. It was just talked to. Uh, Paul Hunter for a little bit. They wanted to talk to him some more or, or asked if he could hang around some more. And that's when Paul asked Vince and Vince said, which I think was smart by WWE because say, say some, because it doesn't break a contract for them to be at shows. Ricky Starks was at rumble. We've seen WWE talent backstage in AEW shows, but it, it breaks a contract or breaches a contract. When you start talking about things, like if somebody comes up to punk said, Hey, are you happy in AEW or what's your contract situation? If somebody even starts that, then word gets back to AW, then we have a situation on our hands. So Yeah, so from from the reports, he was in a communal area talking to people, and then towards the end he was asked to leave. Yeah. In in which he was gracious, professional. Right. Said, hey, I'm I'm out of here. Let's, let's we'll see you later. Right. Um I go to that Ricky Starks and Cody thing during the rumble. Mm-hmm. Cody or, or Ricky came in with Cody. Mm-hmm. Obviously, went in his locker room mm-hmm. and obviously stayed through the match, mm-hmm. which, which was fine. Whatever, they're they're best friends. Good, good for them. Do you do you think that Vince called in and said, "Hey, look, I don't give it. I don't give a shit who it is. He's an AEW guy. Get him the heck out of there." If it wasn't, if Vince didn't have his hand on it. If it was just trips, I think he he would have stayed the whole night. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. No, I think I think I think I think it's all Vince. And I I think the media is probably or people on Twitter are making a bigger deal about this than it is. I bet his conversation with with um, with Paul was probably like five minutes long. Paul honest guy was probably asking Punk how are thing are how's how's things with your wife? How's your wife doing? Things like that. I bet he wasn't even talking wrestling. No, on no. Paul Levesque. No. He's a smart businessman. He doesn't. Punk's know. there to talk to the talk to his friends, talk to the younger talent. I'm just here. I'm punk. Yeah. I'm seeing punk. Vince took it threatening. I feel like. Well, and I, I do think Vince did the right thing, get him out though, because like I said, all it takes is a few comments from somebody, and then you're in a whole nother mess. Wait a minute. Legality wise. Did you just agree with Vince McMahon? On that topic, nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> that guy can he can you're, get that old man needs to get lost. Tanner, Tanner, you're gonna wake up to a lawsuit tomorrow morning. I probably am. I'm a I WC's gonna light me up on Twitter tonight. I need to take my handle off of here while I'm while I can. Um God. But uh but yeah, but going back to punk, what what are your thoughts, Shep, on this Saturday show? That's supposedly common collision. What what are your thoughts and and the thoughts around the strategy of supposedly splitting the elite and BCC up on Wednesdays and Jericho and Punk and some other talents on Saturdays? So we're we're getting rid of uh, dark, right? Dark elevation's gone. There's no yeah. word about there's no word about dark. But from what I've been hearing on different podcasts is from the sounds of it. So when they do Wednesdays. For dynamite, more times than not, they're going to tape Rampage, like we saw, and right. the Rampage is still sticking around Fridays. Saturdays, they're going to do Collision. After that, that's when the ROH tapings are going to happen. So, and Dark Dark's going to be thrown in somewhere. I don't know where. So, so Tony Khan is saying, "My Dynamite is my Raw, yes, and my Collision is my SmackDown." Even though. Some would argue SmackDown is the bigger show because it's on Fox, but I think Raw is always going to be the A show. Yeah, to me, to me, and maybe it's just the era I grew up in. Right, Raw's my show. Right, right. So I, I think, let me put it this way: maybe the Nitro Thunder comparison, except Thunder was so much lower, quick, like after a few weeks, than Nitro. I think he wants Dynamite here and Collision like right behind it, like like and, pretty, and pr- pretty. Thursday nights? Thunder was on Thursdays, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Show just sucked because they never had the big talent on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wrap hole for another day. But I, I don't mind a Saturday show. I mean, I will watch it live occasionally. It won't be every week, especially during football season from 8 to 10. But I'll, yeah. I'll make sure to watch it on recording. And I get that Warner wants Punk involved. Don't get me wrong. But I don't like this... I don't even mind a brand split, so to say, but I don't like splitting just because of one guy. If that's why they're doing it. Well, if Jericho and, and Punk buried the sword. Yeah. I think we're okay there. Dude, if I'm Tony Khan and we're looking at a money situation, if I can get two shows in premium time on premium network television. I'm yep. just like the other company. So yep. get well, that. And it sounds like Warner, like the TV rights deal coming up, the rumor number for AW is stupid high. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to get paid 
by yeah. Warner Discovery this time around. And, and good for them. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cheap. It's cheap programming for the most part to produce for them, and so yeah, make no brainer. Yeah, no, I like I like it. So yep. Uh, here's Mike. Here's another question for you. So assuming AW keeps you know for the most part four of I, mean, I would th- okay. It's not a right question. I'm hopeful they keep the four pay-per-view schedule, maybe a few more like Forbidden Door, whatever. Because what I don't want to see, though, in a brand split is what the WWE used to do and is rumored to do here after their draft is we have one pay-per-view for one brand, a paper, then the next pay-per-view is for the other brand. I I don't want to see that happen in AEW. No, no. I want to see the inner. You need to intertwine storylines. Yep. yep. No matter what show you're on. Yep. If it's on television, yep, you got to you got to make it mesh. Yep, and yeah. that and that's the same thing. I don't want more new titles in AEW. I don't want titles no. like only this title can be defended on on Dynamite, and like the TNT can only defend it on TNT. So it's on Collision. No, no, no. make them make the champions appear on both. No, and, and and we're talking about championships after Monday Night. Trips made that announcement. With yep, new. They're they're making a they're making a situation where. They do not have to take the belt off of Roman, so they're gonna make they're gonna make this fighting fighting champion. It's a like consolation it. prize. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, no, it's no, it's a participation. To to me, it's nobody can beat Roman. So here's yeah. here's your runner up trophy, and, 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 and if they put it on Cody, no, I will they can't. They, they they can't. Shep, they I will can't. never watch WWE ever again. They they can't. Ever. They they have ever. to. Cody has to be drafted to SmackDown because we know Roman's going to be on SmackDown. We know he's not going to be on Raw. And I know I'm going out on a way different rap hill. So they have to have Cody stay on SmackDown and go for that belt that his daddy couldn't win. And, and they need to combine those two into one. They keep calling him still the Universal Undisputed Champion. That's stupid. Are we going to have three championships? No. Well, combine those into one. They just combined it into one. Yeah, yeah that's we, what they, they need they, to do. They called, they called Roman the Universal Champion. Yeah. And then this new belt. It will be the world champ or whatever. Whatever. And so Seth Rollins can have that one. I, and I don't disagree with that. No. Um, but if they put that belt on they Cody, can. I quit. It'd be the dumbest thing. It, 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 I mean, it would It would not. It would be a different story. He's trying to finish the story. And, and, and you know, whether they do it at SummerSlam or next year at WrestleMania or whenever, he's got to finish that story against Roman. I've seen people, well, they could be drafted on different shows and, and he could lose in the championship match for this heavyweight title. And, and Roman, it could eat at him for a year that he can't get over the hump. I'm like, no, he can still do that on the same brand. Yeah. If, look, I love, I do not love. I love the story that him and Brock are going to tell. Yeah, he better go over Brock. You right. better, and it better be a hard hit. Brock better beat the living shit out of the guy. Yep, and then him still go and Cody still go over. Yep, he still fights. Yep, because they had the. There's a lot of dirt sheet guys. There's a lot of of uh, professional wrestling media guys that said the WWE screwed up at WrestleMania because of. They had the crowd. They mm-hmm. did. They we did. Watched. They had the crowd in the palm of their hand. Mm-hmm. They could have crushed them. Mm-hmm. And they, they they put Roman over. And it was like they deflated the arena. They yep. did. Good for WWE. 
because they had you. They had everybody in that arena. They had us, and they just crushed us. Good for them. Now, let's let's get out of WrestleMania. They did their job. They still got to put that belt on Cody. Yep. Cody is so hot and yep. so over. Yep. So he's going to beat Brock. And there's going to be one guy between Brock and Roman before SummerSlam. I don't know who it's going to be, but there's going to be somebody. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it might be Solo, Sakai. Mm-hmm. We saw him in the, at the house show. Mm-hmm. It's a house show. doesn't count. So you might build him up. But we're going to get if, – if Cody doesn't go over Brock, then I quit. We're done. We'll never talk about it ever again. But I think he, he's going to go over Brock. And I, I think, think he will too. I think Brock's going to do business because Brock's on his way out. I'm still not convinced that Cody gets it at SummerSlam. I still think it's Mania next year. I think I think Mania next year is going to be Rock, and that's what I was going to say. Unless they can get the Rock, I think they've already told him because of scheduling issues this year. (laughs) Couldn't get in shape. Couldn't get in wrestling shape. Yeah, which I think is bullshit. But I think it's in Pittsburgh next year, right? Philly or Philly? Sorry, same state. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's in Pennsylvania. Starts with a P. Um, I think they tell him right now, like, you're in, let's figure it out. So now we saw it firsthand, Fort Wayne. I know it was a house show. Cody's over. He was the dude selling the most merch. And number two was the bloodline. I'd say though, I saw a lot of people holding up the ones. Oh yeah. Oh, bloodlines over. Yeah. I love it. I think those guys are great. They are talented. I think they're one of the top three tag teams in the world. They, you know, when they used to be just be the Samoans and, and do that, smacking themselves, I wasn't big on them. Last few years, they've they've taken their, their game to new heights. They are, they're one of the best ever. Speaking of Philly, wasn't that the Rock and – Stone Austin? Cold, yep, and Pete yeah. Rose got tombstoned in the yeah, Philly yeah. Fanatic, yep. I see Rock coming back to Philly. Yeah, that was WrestleMania uh, – Seven? No. Fourteen. I was going to say seven. No. No, I'm stupid. 15. 14, he beat Michaels. Yeah. 15. Then, yeah. Yeah, because 16 was WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. I and had him then, in line at one point. Yeah. Oh, you did good in our trivia. Did good. So. I was pissed. <laughs> he struggled. He struggled. I'll have to find some triv- pro wrestling trivia he's good at and give him one one of these days. I bring up uh, WoW Wrestling. Yeah. WOW. Something, something, something. That's mean. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. We'll see if he gets this far into the pod. We'll, we'll hear right. about it if he does. Any uh, other rabbit holes you want to go down? Um, I think we're good. Yeah, like, yeah, we're good. I think we are too. I think did we, we, we we did uh, wrestle night. We did that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're I think good. we've covered quite a few. Um, we'll have new ones next week. We covered the punk. We covered. Dax podcasts. Um, yeah, I don't really think of any. So I'm we sure. talked about Vegemite for the Australian talked guys. About Vegemite, Carlton Dry. We talked about that. Talked about all sorts of things tonight. All sorts of things. But uh, uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, my co-host, the Rain Defending KOP Prediction Champion, Austin Shepard. You can follow. 
Kicking Out Podcast at Kicking Out Pod on all your social media platforms. Follow me at TannerLee92. Follow Shep at TheShep27. Give us a five-star rating interview. Hit that thumbs up, subscribe, notification bell on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And for next week, I'm Tanner Lee. He's Oz Shepard. Join us as we'll be kicking out yet another podcast. <laughs>